0: From Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Welcome along to a bit of Friday bonus coverage of the IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge. Virginia is for Racing Lovers Grand Prix. Uh, That will be on Saturday. It's our main event on Saturday. Kind of a race before you've set the grid. And that's what we'll be doing next. TCR up first, then the GSs, that's the GT4 cars. And it's all live and uninterrupted. It's flag to flag here on IMSA Radio.
2: The Michelin
0: Pilot Challenge. On Imser Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. So delighted to say that thanks to our colleagues at NASCAR Productions uh, and our camera operators here at the circuit uh, and everyone up in Charlotte as well as Hugh and Tim uh, up in London, uh, we're able to bring you a little bit of this bonus coverage. Uh, not always able to do that, but we can see all the way around the circuit thanks to our wonderful and resilient camera operators thank you all ladies and gentlemen Uh, and thanks everybody up in charlotte as well as i say for making sure that we get the pictures let's head straight to share adam down in the pit lane where 11 cars for tcr are getting ready to go out it's just sprinkling Uh, officially the temperatures are 88 fahrenheit or if you prefer 31 celsius on the track 28 celsius uh, 82 in the air, Shea. But one or two drops of rain still down there. Might, right, OK, put your team manager hat on there, share. Are you sending your driver <laughs> out early to get a banker lap in or saving those Michelin yes. tyres to the end when everybody might have dried the track off?
1: Nope, no way. I'm sending him as soon as Preston waves the green flag and I'm staring at him (laughs) right now with intent, as is Carl Whitmer, the guy closest to me in the pit box right now for VCRG. Uh, VGRT excuse me the uh, racing team in TCR this car was fastest there we go Preston holds the flag out waves it with gusto they have a clock running they also have radar out and they are seeing this green blob the rain is coming and the word on the street if you believe it is that when it gets here John it's gonna stay here and only get worse so you want your banker left now and it looks like almost all the TCR cars are doing exactly that
0: Sure. Before I, I let you go, worth mentioning a couple of notable absentees uh, in this uh, in this championship this weekend. Uh, no Gavin and Shagger, No Gavin and uh, Gavin Enstone and uh, John, uh, Morley. John Morley. Um, what's the What's the story there?
1: They did sustain crash damage early on in the four hours of Road America contest a couple weeks ago. I don't know if that is what's precluding them from being here this weekend, but I did actually see Trevor Montgomery. So I'm going to have to ask him. He called strategy for that team. He is here this weekend. They're not on site. Neither is the number 17 JDC Miller Motorsport car that we saw take victory. Not too long ago, I think that was Lime Rock Park. Uh, Chris Miller and Mikey Taylor in their Audi. They are not here. We do have two Audis, though, still on the entry list from Bell Garden TechnoSeal. The 84, which has Rockwell Senior in it, that one being Alex, and the 15, which has Rockwell Junior in it, that one being Eric. Uh, both dentists, by the way. A lot of fun if in that uh, family, as everybody in the family is in the dentistry profession. And the other notable absence that I know that you're inferring, John, is the 28 RS1 Porsche. Stephen McIntyre yes. has driven that all season long. They have missed a few races so far this season. Stephen still sits well within the top 10 of championship points. They are the Jump, not here this weekend for this contest. Um, I think they were 7th for Stephen. 7th, Se- sorry, yes.
0: Yeah, in- indeed. Thank you, Shea. Uh Jeremy Shaw at the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre with me. John Hainoff. Two Audis there, Jeremy. Am I putting two and two together uh, and getting uh, more than the four rings not being here? I-, I know that Audi are changing their motorsport strategy. Announced this morning that from 2026, they'll be uh, in Formula One. Um, I know Alan McNish has been working hard on that programme for the last... 18 months, they've bought Sauber, that'll be announced uh, shortly. A bought a major stake, 75-80% in, in Sauber, that, that deal was done a few months ago. Uh, we've talked about that lots on uh, Midweek Motorsport, but um, in terms of customer support in the States, uh, Audi Sport uh, USA, Audi Sport Customer Racing USA have been conspicuous by their absence this season.
3: Yeah, very true. Yeah. It's uh, uh, slightly weird, to be honest, given the number of cars that are around uh, the uh, The number 17 team, they, they weren't uh, at Road America either because uh, they they've had all sorts of problems to see. They decided to go out on a high note. The good news for them is they are certainly uh, have bought a new Audi to run next year, but they're yes. going to sit out the final few races this year and then. Uh, that's the E4-2 car, that's
0: the e 4 car, isn't it? There, indeed, uh, uh, uh,
3: yeah, we saw, we saw the first two examples of those in the Mission Pilot Challenge at Watkins Glen, where the uh, 2 auto sport team from Canada came down to do that race and the one at Canadian Canadienside Motorsport Park uh, as well, the, the RS1 Porsche Cayman, they didn't go north of the border um, because the team didn't think it was uh, the right thing to do for them. Uh, but they were right; they were second in the points uh, at that point, and, and right in contention. So they've they've given up on this season. They're looking again toward next year. The road team, I don't know. So I'm presuming that must be as a result of, uh, of
0: that crash damage, damage
3: last time out. Yeah. Uh, and the other car that's not here this weekend is one of the two core Motorsports Ford Mustangs. Again, number uh, number. Well, it was a number 59 car that uh, Bob McAlen had had a couple of shunts lately. He's not here this weekend. So Luca Mars has shifted across from the regular number 60 car he drives to be alongside Billy Johnson in the the lone number 59 car this weekend. And Luca, of course, put that car on pole position last time out at Road America. So he's a very fast youngster uh, alongside now. One of the most experienced yes. drivers in this championship, certainly in terms of wins and top five finishes.
0: Uh, a bit of a fraught early couple of sessions for mission and pilot challenges. Victor Gonzalez goes to the top in the number 99 Victor Gonzalez racing team for a moment at least. Then it's two Brian herter uh, uh, Autosport, Hundes, two Elantra's and it's Mason Felipe at the moment who has uh, an advantage. But these are early, uh, early doors uh, for these cars. Rain on the windscreens. Of the machines that are out there. Oh and off for the number 33 at the final corner Mark Wilkins doing exactly what we were talking about in the earlier session just getting out of set, set sequence with the downhill and he's gone a very long way off. The tyres have got a bit of a sheen on them but he's kept his momentum up helps that it was front wheel drive there. Bit of grass in the N grill for the Elantra N. Just got a little bit too much speed going down into the final port lost the back end of the car the rear end not quite the rear tires not maybe up to pr- temperature and pressure and then it was a bit of a bumpy wild ride well Hyundai do do fantastic world rally cars but i'm not sure the Elantra was really built for that and it's actually really quite uh, quite slippery on that green stuff what is it that uh other racing drivers always say uh, it is gray is grippy, green is slippy, isn't it? That's uh, that's what they always say. So young yeah. uh, f- uh, Felix Tandy being uh, taught that by his dad on the grid walk uh, earlier this week. Yeah, a couple of red flags in uh, in the sessions, including a, a three car incident uh, with, um, that was the Turner Motorsport car. It was the Camaro as well. Uh, and there was another car in that as well, which now I can't remember. I think it was the Technic Technicail uh, number 15 car, yes it was, the Eric Rockwell car, they um, all were off the circuit at one stage, that caused one of a couple of red flags when I was uh, watching the session earlier on today, but I think we, ha- yeah, we have got the full 11 out, um, but it's really dicey conditions out there at the moment. Uh, these uh, front-wheel drive cars, the back <laughs> wheels are not, the back tyres are not getting up to temperature when they need to be. A Jim Moss are finding out the hardware that you can talk your drift a front-wheel drive car uh, as you come to the top of the hill, uh, heading up through the esses there. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, yeah, he's used to slippery conditions, but but that would be on a snowboard, yes, rather than a racing car, because he represented the U.S. in the Winter Olympics back in Pyeongchang, back in 2018. Still a top-class snowboarder, uh, but uh, yeah, he was using all his uh, all his reflexes there to keep that car on the road, so that uh, that lap by uh, Tyler Gonzalez. It's Tyler Gonzalez now, not Victor Gonzalez who's at the top. So number eight nineteen, That's a van der Stur racing Honda, Honda Veloster. That is fastest at the moment at 1571 One, the fastest time we've seen through the, the two practice sessions was 1562 Two, that was by Carl Whitmer in the uh, number 99 Audi, uh, excuse me, Honda that he's sharing with Victor Gonzalez. Victor at the moment running in the sixth make that fifth position
0: Uh, and just a a quick note as well Uh, first of all the two Gonzales are not related Uh, and secondly the Veloster was the Hyundai that didn't get the ride height change at the last round at Road America has that carried forward there's been no further changes Jeremy in in BOP as we're halfway through this session
3: Correct. I think uh, there, there's absolutely no changes at all to, in either of the classes compared to the last uh, last time out at Road America.
0: So those uh, Velosters were raised, I think from memory, 15 mil, uh, which is yes. just over half an inch, isn't it? Doesn't sound like a lot, but these cars are fair, fairly dependent, uh, And that was all round, not just at the front of the car. So they had to work with that at Road America and are doing so Uh, now as well but obviously they've got four hours of running under their wheels uh competitive running in terms of the four-hour race that we had at road america last time out for these cars so they've got a lot more data than they did have and it's tyler gonzalez at the moment for Hyundai. that's the 19 that is the hatchback veloster two doors on the passenger right hand side one longer door on the left hand side and the hatchback so yes it does have four or five doors as the rules uh, stipulate. Then Harry Gottsacker in the 98, Mason Filippi in the 77, 54 of Michael Johnson. Oh, slide at the top of the hill for Roy Block in the KMW Motorsports Alpha Giulietta. And probably heard the squealing tyres uh, from the Michelins on those lovely gold rings. Alpha Romeo of Raleigh uh, supporting that car this weekend. Yeah, just about to come down into the final set of corners and just lost the back end. Again, it's the rear end of these cars, all front wheel drive, uh, all two litre, four cylinder turbocharged engines for somewhere over 300 horsepower, but it's the back wheels, Jeremy, that we normally don't have to worry about on these cars, but it seems at the moment they're just not getting heat into those Michelin tyres. We always say that the back wheels are just there to uh, oh, keep the exhaust point. off the ground. Yeah,
3: <laughs> good point. yeah, we've seen several cars taking off-course excursions there, haven't we? And that was the latest. where Mark Wilkins, by the way, did bring the number two car, uh, excuse me, number 33 car into the pit lane. So I think his session is done. He's going to have to start last. Interestingly, for the second time this season, he's qualifying that car rather than uh, Robbie Wickens, of course, with whom he shares it
0: just so much sliding around yeah I, I i just wonder if there's been enough rain yeah to to just get the top of top surface a little bit yeah. greasy here
3: yeah definitely I, I it's going to be interesting to see what the gs cars do because the front wheel drive is certainly going to make these cars kind of more drivable than the rear wheel drive G, gt4 cars that are going to be out in gs yes yeah you know, in a few minutes time do well, you think and, so? um, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think some of those guys are really going to struggle. I think we're going to see Tyler Gonzalez conceivably setting a time, well, possibly amongst the top 10 overall, particularly if it rains a bit more than it is right now, because there's, there's quite a margin. I mean, the top uh, three guys here are a full second ahead of uh, Michael Johnson, who's done an excellent job to be fourth yeah. in kind of 54. Um, and then back from there. So the, the top three guys, Tyler Gonzalez, Harry Gottsacker, and Mason Felipe. They're kind of about seven tenths of a second. Uh, and then a second back to Michael Johnson in fourth.
0: Let's head down to Shea Adam, who is in the pitch. Shea has been watching the comings uh, and goings. Of course, it's qualifying. So there's not much they can do if they do come through the pitch. They can sit there, but not much else, uh, Share They can cool the tyres down, but they can't warm them up. They can't even change the tyre pressures.
1: That is correct, John, which means that Mark Wilkins who had that off track excursion on lap one was able to come back into the pit lane and sit here to do nothing else because the team could not clear the grass from the radiator. So Mark Wilkins will start at the back of the field, meaning that the 33 is going to have to come from the back if they want to win this one, but it's going to be a big ask. It was sitting here. It's got completely fresh tires on it though, John. So that is a car to keep an eye on for tomorrow
0: if the weather stays as it is. Yes, that's a very good point, Shea. I was thinking about tyres and, and trying to make some changes maybe to to get the the temps and pressures up a little bit. Maybe um, one or two of them have gone out with slightly lower tyre pressures, um, or slightly higher tyre pressures, excuse me, to try and get the, the heat up on them. But that's a good point you make with that off-track excursion and the... Uh, radiator grill, the cooling vent's being blocked up, they won't want to risk overheating the engine on that number 33, Brian Hurd at Autosport Hyundai Elantra, Mark will be annoyed with himself about that, so at the moment, it's Hyundai's book-ending the field, with Tyler Gonzalez in the Veloster leading from Harry Gotzer by about half a second with two minutes left on the clock still out there, Taylor Hagler in the number one car and she's got the her part of the track to herself coming down to the start finish line she'll get one more possibly two more laps no it'll be one more lap she's coming across the line now the other car that's out on track is AJ Muss in the number two car he is just heading through the tricky turn four five area and starting to climb the hill as Taylor goes through turn one I'd say that's looking a little less wet now I'm not seeing it. I can see a little bit of spray coming up from the tyres in parts of the circuit you can hear the wastegate chirruping if you're trackside which is a phenomenal uh, noise that these little two litre engines make uh, and uh this is a good time to be out there Jeremy with only two cars on the track and about a minute to go
3: yeah possibly so John that you heard. Uh, Taylor's last lap was a 2037, that's about a couple of seconds away from her best, uh, which is uh, about four and a half seconds off the pole position. So She's going to have to find a heck of a lot of time to, uh, to, 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 to jump away up, up to the front. But it does look a little bit less wet now than it did. Hey, look, I was just thinking, you know, the, the, there's no one on the crew is allowed to touch the car. <laughs> is, is, however, or would, however, Mark have been OK to get out of the car, go get the grass off himself? Hop back in, bolt himself in and go again. Is there a, It does stop him doing that.
0: I don't think you can do that in the pit lane, but I wonder if he could have done that out on the track. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is now, uh, even as we were asking that question yeah. she yeah. I am absolutely certain we'll be asking somebody in the pit leg um, it <laughs> looks to me uh, as though the sixth place car which is AJ must has had a wee off as well because there's signs of grass cuttings in the grille of that Elantra now he'll get another lap yes he will he's just gonna oh maybe not no he's he missed it by about a second uh, two minutes point well, four zero five and the checkered yeah. flag was shown to him
3: yeah but that was an improvement on that was. for AJ. It didn't change his position, so he remains sixth. Only chose Jeremy by half and, a tenth. And, yeah. Exactly, yeah. that's right. Really annoying for him because, as you say, he's just gone a green, so personal best in each of the last two sectors, uh, and just uh, half a tenth of a second. Uh, away from from uh, getting his way ahead of Victor Gonzalez. That'd be annoying. Did you say he just missed that. Gosh, that was close, wasn't it?
0: Uh, and one more lap could have made a big difference. Yeah. T- Taylor Hagler, by the way, peeled off into the pits and didn't finish her lap, so she must have known that she wasn't going to improve, so keeping maybe uh, a little bit of life uh, in the Michelin tyres. Uh, AJ, uh, with the, the most number of laps completed in that session, he did seven, most other people, four and five, uh, but, of course, at the back of the field, Roy Block, who went off the track in the Alpha, uh, and Mark Wilkins, who went off in the Hyundai Lantern number 33, they've only got three and two. So if it's dry tomorrow, uh, then uh, they will have the advantage of very, very new tyres. But Mark will have to use that performance advantage to try and get back a better track position. So just as he crossed the line, the chequered flag was being waved. And the timing and scoring shows the checker next to him, uh, as well as the lap time, which is what I immediately look for on the Alcamel timing screen. And you can follow that timing screen as well if you go to uh, Alcamel, uh, if you search Alcamel imza live timing, or you go to IMSA.com and go to the live timing page. Let's go to Shea Adam, who has our uh, pole sitter for the moment, provisional of course, until post. Uh, qualifying tech, but the fastest time in that session at 157, 157, uh, for Tyler Gonzalez and van der Stur racing number 19, Hyundai.
1: Tyler, congratulations on pole position. It had to be fun out there with the conditions being so slippery. How advantageous is it for you to get all this additional track time?
4: Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. We're doing double duty this weekend, but, uh, this- Light drizzle turned this 15 lap, uh, 15 minute qualifying into a two lap shootout. So it uh, made it really fun, really interesting, and just glad we were able to get it done.
1: It's your second pole position. Uh, does this one feel any different from the first?
4: Um, the rain suits me. You know, I like a really loose car. So if anything, this one was a little bit easier. Uh, both of them feel just as rewarding.
1: Do you think the Veloster has an advantage here at VIR over the Elantra?
4: Uh, it's really hard to say, you know, they both have their strong points. We're really good in the turns. They're really good on the straightaway. This track has both, so it should be a fun race.
1: Well, you guys didn't have the ride height moved, unlike the other cars. So it's a more known platform for you. Where is that going to be an advantage since this car has so many miles under its belt as far as winning miles are concerned over the competition?
4: Yeah, we've been running the same BOP all year long. This car is great. Uh, the boys at Vanderster have got a great setup on it. So. Uh, Got a good platform to start with, and they've just made it even better. So now it's our job to follow through.
1: Well, Tyler Gonzalez, congratulations, banister Racing, another pole position, and you are the head of the Hyundai horde.
0: Thank you. Nice. She had him down there in the pit lane, and uh, thank you to BSI on uh, at uh, trackside for us, and uh, to particularly Jim Nabyt uh, at Charlotte uh, for. Making sure that she can uh, hear us and we can hear her and you can hear them round the world and everything is happy. Thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. She, Adam, down in the pit lane. Uh, so uh, there were a lot of wet tyres that I could see, but I think it was getting drier there. So are, are, are the pool pit? I can hear a whole host of of um, rattle guns going behind you. So do I take it that those are the wet tyres coming off again? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is John. There was uh, well one team in particular Riley Motorsports Which is very accustomed to making the right tire choice. They have gone from wets to slicks So warning to anybody else on the pit lane who might have put on the wet weather tires uh, If Riley's gone on slicks well, then that's what you should be on too But we did have the drizzle continuing it got heavier now It's almost stopped to the point where I'm thinking of maybe unzipping the rain jacket, but uh, it's too soon to tell
0: Adam down on the pit lane Jeremy Shaw with me John Hindov, in the booth um, and I think we're probably better off in the Haggerty global <laughs> podcast center today not having to robe and disrobe green flag goes out for 15 minutes Jeremy uh, what uh, what have we got here a, a super uh, 22 car field for the old GT4s, GS in mission and pilot challenge, of course, and everybody's getting out early. They're not sure about the, clearly not sure about the, the forecast and, and how long it will stay dry. So get a, get a quick lap in early. That seems to be the tactic here.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with you, particularly having seen AJ must improve on that final lap and clearly it was on a, he's uh, I mean still, yeah. a couple, three seconds off the ultimate pace there, but uh, he, he was finding speed toward the end of that session. So, yeah, I think you're right. Get out there now. Hats off there to, to Tyler Gonzalez. Good for him, as Shay would say. It's his second pole position. Had one last year at, uh, at Lime Rock Park. Since then, he's had a couple of fastest race laps for that uh, uh, at, at Mission Raceway, Rose Atlanta last year and also at Mid-Ohio earlier this season. So they've had all sorts of bad luck for that van der Stur racing team this year, but they didn't have a podium at... Uh, at uh, Wetherset Raceway Laguna Seca early this year. And maybe, maybe tomorrow they can go better than that. But this session now, it's gonna be really interesting. Fastest time in the two sessions so far has been set by Spencer Pompelli. That was this morning in the BGB Motorsports number 83 Porsche Cayman. Uh, he will not be qualifying the car today, however. It's uh, Tom Collingwood who will be at the wheel of that car this afternoon. And I would suggest perhaps the, uh, the, the, the favorite for the pole might be uh, Kenny Murillo in the number 72 Marilla Racing Mercedes. He was fastest in the second session a little earlier today. That's the Marilla Race, one of the three Marilla Racing Mercedes, number 72. He turned a 153.575 in the second practice session.
0: So let's see what these early laps are going to be. What's a good lap, Jeremy? And what have we seen this week uh, around VIR for the mission and Pilot Challenge?
3: Yeah, the fastest time this morning by Pompelli was a 53.312, which is actually quicker than Russell Ward's lap record round here in qualifying. 53.369 is the benchmark time for GS. That was set back in 2020. Last year, the fastest time for pole position was Dylan McAvern in a BMW at 153.7. So if the track conditions are conducive, I think we're going to see some really fast times in this session.
0: Well, it's uh, been a brilliant season of Michelin Pilot Challenge racing so far. Uh, We used to see that this uh, was one of the, this championship and its predecessors, one of the best kept secrets in American motor racing. I don't think we can say that now. Everybody's uh, cracked the code and the move a few years ago to GT4 has been absolutely The right thing to do. Um, Earlier on today, a couple of issues for the Rebel Rock Camaro, the Urban Grid sponsored machine. Sheer Adam has been checking in uh, with the team and can give us this update. Uh, Didn't see that car come out uh, on. Oh, yes, it has come on the pit lane for Frank Depew. Unfortunately,
1: uh, there's one car left on the pit lane. (laughs) that is Ted Giovannis, but the Rebel Rock Camaro is back in the garage. It is completely pulled apart, and the team is in need of a left front upright. So if there are any Camaro owners in the region who would like to see this team out (laughs) and running and possibly even winning, uh, please temporarily donate a piece from your vehicle. Uh, They have checked at Hendrix local dealerships, and uh, they do not have any available, unfortunately. So the search goes on, but Rebel Rock is team never say quit, and that's exactly what they're doing. So the search goes on. And uh, yeah, if you're driving a Chevy Camaro, you might want to check your car before you
0: leave. <laughs> it, it, it surely isn't a street car part, though, is it?
1: No, no, it's not. But they could probably make it work. That's what the team said. Okay. All
3: right. Well, they, they normally have a second car <laughs> to carry around. I've yeah, had various incidents this year, so Point, maybe yeah. the second car isn't serviceable. But I'm surprised they wouldn't have uh, suspension parts from a... From a uh, from a spare car so that's that's a bit of a surprise and unfortunate for that team they've had some well it's been a real mixed season hasn't it for that number 71 team they've had uh, however uh, a win already that came at Lime Rock park a few rounds ago Uh, and they've also had uh, a couple of other uh, uh, top five finishes as well top four finishes in fact so it's been a, a, a bit of a roller coaster season for that team but certainly hope they can get that back that car out again for tomorrow
0: and great to have the variety of the big american muscle a couple of mustangs as well the modern recreations of the pony car battles of course 59 is the uh, white ford mustang currently driven by luca mars for core Motorsports and the pink with the blue stripe down it that's the number 40. Uh, that is the pf racing car and actually, the third Mustang, the uh, 877 Sheena Monk, is right in behind them as well. As Ted Giovanna scores for a wee spin, just coming out of the final corner, It's claimed another victim at the hog pen at the bottom of the hill. He's got the very pretty white and chrome blue machine actually, back on the track.
3: It was actually Hugh Plum in number Oh, four was it? I wasn't Ted. Yeah, no. It My wasn't apologies, Ted. Ted. Yep
0: yeah just a oh half a car's width maybe a car's width wide, and as soon as he was on the grass there, actually lifted off quite early mm, he's yeah, going to have to bring that car news. in yeah all of these racing cars run grills across the front openings um, the g t fours and the g t three Porsche street cars get them uh, and that will be uh that's what's stopped everything going in the radiators, but of course it's sitting on those grills. and I can tell you from running streak Porsches, those accessories. If you don't, if you haven't got a GT3 or a GT4, if you've just got a slightly more standard Cayman Boxster or 911, those grills are worth their weight in gold to protect the uh, the radiators there, two, yeah. of, two of the condensers. Uh, for I think it's aircon on the streetcars and the more powerful ones have a, an oil radiator in the middle and uh, those are very big wide open <laughs> caps there that seem to attract flies and stones and everything um, and yeah. absolutely worthwhile getting the uh, the aftermarket grills to go in there
3: yeah, absolutely right, John. I mean, they keep the nasty stuff out there, the little pebbles and, mm-hmm. and, and what have you. But uh, if you clog them up with grass, they keep the good stuff out of there as well, which is the air that, that, uh, that it needs to cool down everything else in the car. So, yes. yeah, that's going to be a problem for, for Hugh Plum. Here comes the Kenny Murillo across the line. 153.242. That's a heck of a lap mm. from, from Kenny. And that is a... Uh, 53 242 that is a new lap record that qualifying wow. for kenny murillo excellent effort there quicker than he went in uh, practice earlier on today and a new lap record for kenny murillo fastest said by 1.3 seconds over matt travis who's done a super job in that nola sport porsche Cayman. caliber 47 in second and then currently third in the vault racing aston martin that's caliber number seven Uh, behind him is the best of the Toyota well the the only Toyota in the field actually these days is the number 14 car, Alfredo Najri from the Dominican Republic from Riley Motorsports, fourth fastest and a one minute 54.9.
0: Bit of a drag race on the front straight between that Toyota from Riley Motorsports and Alfredo goes down the inside of the 46, still I think recovering from that little grassy moment for Hugh Plum. Uh, earlier on and also nipping through Alan Brynjolfsson there as well Uh, and That was fastest times for everybody there. Matt Travis is pitted for Norla Sport He's done three laps around side-by-side to the line two green and dark grey Caymans, that'll be the 93 and the 83 is it? Yes, it is (laughs) Uh, It's the Thomas Collingwood BGB Motorsport car and that was an improvement for Tom, and where's the time for the 93? Mark Siegel's car, that's the car bomb with program peregrine machine. Yeah, that was an improvement for them as well. And they weren't particularly aerodynamically efficient going side by side. Oh, big off at the top of the hill, Whoops. and that is the 56 car. And oh that no. is Jeff Mosing from Murillo Racing. And he's done the classic VIR off at the top of the roller coaster, missed his turning point, got on the damp grass and there was no coming back from there. It was almost unabated speed, just clobbered the kerb on the inside, actually got further round than I thought he did, but he still hits the, thankfully, the build tyres down there, the tyre stacks, clipped the inside kerb as he was about halfway through that section. So I seem to remember one of the Corvettes, wasn't it, in the WeatherTech Championship, had a huge off there a few years ago, also having been off the telltale mud and dirt and a left front puncture for the number 83 Porsche that we were talking about just a few moments ago. Red flag has come out with five minutes to go. I think that'll be the end of the session. So that's Tom Collingwood for BGB, having just improved to 10th position uh, he's lost a tyre somewhere, left front tyre. Also off the circuits, the Riley Motorsports Supra. Now, was there a little dink as he came back on? No, that was fine. Looked like Tom Collingwood lost the left front, uh, left looked, lost pressure in the left front as he was going up the hill just through turn six. And that's what took him off the track. He's done very well not to have a much bigger accident there. Uh, that I'm afraid has happened to the number 56 AMG. Yeah, too much curb, Jeremy, on the inside apex yeah. there, uh, and that's quite a big hit. A bit of cadence braking going on, on and off the brake pedal, uh, by Kenny there. And that, well, actually, do you know what?
3: No, that was Je- that was Jeff Mosing. That was
0: Jeff Mosing. Sorry, yeah. he's reversed the car out under its own auspices. And there is a little bit of damage to the left front. The AMR Chevy safety truck is there. Red flag out, so everybody has to come back to the pit lane. Shit. Uh, One or two people not going back to their pits as they should have done. And so, 3.27 and the clock running. That is an absolute classic off here Jeremy isn't it Uh, either just a a little bit ambitious or too much curb coming over the brow and through that little section left front wheel is jammed solid on that number 56 car Mm. now will it free off when he comes off the grass Um, it looks like the splitter is pushed back onto it yes it is
3: that's not a good idea to be perfectly honest to drive that car back in that uh, in that form it's not going to do it any any good that's for sure and it's already done a fair bit of harm that's uh, Jeff Moti there uh, kind of welcome back Jeff he's been he's been missing from the series since the uh, the second race of the season unfortunately because he, he had a, a an incident um, off the track um, and this was his comeback so uh, not the way he wants to come back and he'll be yeah he'll be really unhappy with that uh, it's just a mistake, as you say, John, a classic incident there, off at turn 16 there, tried to carry a bit too much speed perhaps in there or got a bit greedy, whichever, Clobber that inside kerb and it just completely oh. upset it going into 17, which he you, you didn't really even get to 17, did it? He didn't even get to the entry point there. And off the road and down heavily into the tyres so that's a pretty hefty impact it's gonna be a lot of damage to the left front on that car
0: yeah just too much curb on that uh, inside apex he actually was off the road on drivers right first of all and there was no yeah. coming back from that uh, michelin do great tyres uh, they can't turn or slow a car down if they're not in contact with the ground uh, and they were he was airborne for a little bit um a, a little bit so uh, and that and at that speed and at that part of the circuit um at that point he's not coming back you can't recover the car at that point and he becomes a passenger uh, well track. done to Thomas Collingwood for getting his green and black number 83 came back uh, that is a left front puncture didn't see where that's happened and what caused it whether it was contact or him running across the kerb but that put him off the track going up the hill from turn six to seven chequered flag is out on that session
3: yeah, so that'll be uh, pole position there uh, confirmed for the uh, number 72 car of uh, Kenny Murillo, His uh, second pole of the season in that car. His first came at uh, Canadian Time Motorsport Park. So it's been uh, they've had a good streak. They had a, a third uh, Watkins Glen, second position, and the pole at Canadian Time Motorsport Park. Uh, not much like last time out there, an incident, I think, at Road America. Well, who didn't have an incident at Road Fat America? point
0: well made, Jeremy. Uh, it's, yes.
3: it's certainly been a you know, good season for those guys, and they stand third in the points table. Uh, I don't think they've got any chance of, of, of really getting much more than that because they're 400 po- p- points behind Eric, even Eric Foss, their teammates as a result of that, mainly that incident there, and also had an incident at Sebring, which cost them all the championship points, but uh, still it's been a good season for Kenny Murillo and Christian Shimczak in that number 72 car and uh, great pole position there for him.
0: Uh, Van der Racing and the Hyundai Veloster of Tyler González who put the number 19 car in pole position will start. It is a split start tomorrow, so it'll be the GSs ahead of the TCRs. Jeremy was right, uh, Tyler was 14th quickest overall. Uh, and so has uh, a fair few, what, seven or eight uh, of the GSs behind them, but all of those will move up to the back of the GS field. Let's head down to the pit lane. Shea Adam has located Kenny Murillo, our pole Sitter, for tomorrow's main race. He was
1: super emphatic and happy when he got out of the car because this is a big deal for kenny murillo pole position here at virginia international raceway kenny how does it feel to know you're going to be leading the field to the green flag tomorrow for the virginia's for lovers 250. oh now i'm nervous
2: now that you said it like that <laughs> no it's all it's all good uh, the car's amazing the crew worked really hard overnight i um, just happy to bring them this result i mean the car was on rails with these michelin tires I'm just a monkey that drove it. That's a Jeff Mosing quote. But it's, you know, first weekend back with Jeff Mosing and just really want to make sure he gets a great result. Unfortunately, it wasn't the qualifying that we wanted for him, but he's doing an awesome job and just so happy for the entire Marilla Racing team.
1: Do you feel like you guys are driving a little bit happier now that uh, Jeff's back?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole crew, the whole under the tent, it's just like a great atmosphere. He's literally the light to our team. So just, you know, just super happy to have him back. And man, it's just what a weekend so far.
1: How did the Mercedes feel around the track in these mixed conditions? Oh, I mean,
2: any kind of low grip condition, especially here at VIR. The Mercedes was I felt like they built it here. It wasn't in Germany. I feel like it was here in Virginia. Um, no, I mean, the car is really made for this track and, and to, to bring good results here. It's if we did, did anything different, it would be disappointing to, to
0: tell you the truth.
1: Congrats, Kenny. Good luck tomorrow. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, good quote. Uh, very good quote from Kenny Marillo, Top guy. Lovely. to. Hear his voice there with sheer Adam Paul. Position for tomorrow's main race, the and Pilot Challenge, uh, two uh, hours uh, and, uh, sorry, uh, yes, two hours, two hours tomorrow, uh, 120 minutes, 1.1 seconds, Jeremy. That is emphatic, isn't
3: it? Yes, yeah, excellent effort by him uh, there. Of course, yeah, helped by the fact that uh, caution period uh, the, the the red flag came out to prevent anybody else perhaps proved, getting closer yeah. but that is an emphatic margin and a new lap record as well for kenny so hats off to him really good effort there by michael mccann in the mccann racing porsche caliber eight to qualify in second position his previous best starting position well the car was on pole at daytona but it was andrew davis who put it on the pole there uh, michael was on was on the second row fourth fastest at sebring but this is his best ever qualifying run so excellent effort by michael mccann dylan macavern in his third position former series champion in the tournament what bmw he'll start third in kind of a 95 and alan brignolston championship leader in fourth position in that vault racing Aston Martin Matt Travis even though he came in he only uh, did three laps total will end up in the fifth position I think
0: uh, I've got Brynjolfsson in sixth there. Oh. did he improve at the end or has he lost a lap there Good have a
3: question I'm, I'm looking at a different yeah that's a good point
0: I I'm gonna look at I'll look at my other lap times as well just to see yeah I've got a Brynjolfsson down in sixth position with a 54.6 uh, behind Luca and Matt. Uh, so, did that just change? I saw something flash as I was looking. Uh, we'll check that out, but that's how it mm. stands uh, at the moment. Alfredo Najri for Riley Motorsports uh, ahead of Anton Diaz Pereira, another uh, 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 Riley run car, but that's the Mercedes now. BGP, Tom Collingwood, uh, despite that uh, left front tyre problem. They will be allowed to change that one tyre without. Uh, without penalty, obviously. And making up the top ten, Stephen Cameron well, Racing's BMW.
3: John, I'm wondering whether the, the that lap time or 54.542 for Allen, was maybe that was as the red flag came out. Ah, right. Perhaps. Yes. Because the 542 would put well, him in fourth. Correct. But as you say, he's only shown as, as being in sixth. That's how well tight spotted. it is. Uh, that's how tight it is. I mean, it's really, really tight uh, uh, behind uh, uh, Michael McCann who's yeah. second. Half a second uh, is that,
0: a couple of rows of the grid behind uh, behind well, uh, Kenny Merrillard and Michael McCann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, well that is the grid set. Well done to Marillo Racing and the Van der Stur Racing. They're the two pole sitters, respectively in GS, that's GT4, and the TCR categories. Uh, let's hope we get all uh, 33 cars that we're expecting. Good luck to the Rebel Rock Racing guys uh, with that front suspension uh, issue that they are working on. Uh, and let's hope we see uh, the car that's the number 71. Camaro out tomorrow. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great evening wherever you are in the world or here at the track. We'll be back for WeatherTech Free Practice 2 and then of course we've got all of the action for you here on IMSA Radio. Much of it being streamed as live streaming global internet video of World Feed TV, call it what you will. On behalf of Shea Adam in the pit lane it was Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hangdorf in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Really good work today and lots of Hustle from our technical staff. Thank you uh, man, woman, uh, one and all. Uh, Thank you all of you and particularly to our camera operators that allowed us to see all the way around this beautiful circuit here at VIR. Back tomorrow. See you then. Have a great evening. Uh, Enjoy whatever you're doing this Friday night. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check IMSAradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.